This is episode 32 of The Kingdom is Here. We are almost there. We're almost at that place where we can begin to see the changes and the things that are taking place in the world around us and we we feel like it's almost time to go home. I don't know if you've ever been on a trip before. I don't know if you've ever been um, on an extended trip where you just get a little homesick and you feel like you're ready. You're ready to be done. You're ready for this this trip, this experience to be over, you're ready to go back home, to go back where you feel comfortable, to go in reality where you belong. We are sojourners or pilgrims in this land. And this is not where we belong. And when you look all around you, it is apparent and easy to see the signs are everywhere of his coming kingdom, of his soon return, of the return of our King, Jesus Christ. He is coming back for his bride. He is coming soon. But will we be ready? Let's see where this goes. This is Nathan Kirk, and I've got really good news. When you begin to look all around and you see the things that are taking place in our world, it is that sense and that feeling, I'm just ready to be done. I'm ready for this nonsense and this mess to be over with. I'm ready to go home to where I belong. I think maybe just to back up a little bit, one of the things that's important for believers to understand, for Christian believers to understand, and and it's fine if even the world understands this about us, but we have to understand this in our own mind, our own hearts. We do not belong in this fallen world. This is not our home This is not our destiny. This is not our final, this is not the way things are going to be for the rest of our lives in eternity. Scripture guides and tells us in Ecclesiastes that our life is but a vapor. And that word vapor has a tie all the way back to Genesis with Abel who was killed by Cain. Who one verse he is there. And the next verse, he is gone. He's dead. Now, I know that might sound a little morbid or sound a little heavy while you're listening to this, but understanding that it is that quickly, as quickly as you read it on the page in Genesis, that's as quickly as this life, this entire life that we're living passes by. It is but a vapor. It's a puff of air or smoke or vapor, and it's gone. As soon as you see it, and you, and you realize what it is, then even in that, it's gone. This world that we have, this life that we're living now, we are not meant to be comfortable and settled in here. We are meant to continue our path 
as sojourners or as followers of Jesus Christ into the kingdom that he is bringing to this earth. And with that notion, there is something that is very important for us as followers to grasp and and to really believe, and that is that he is returning. Jesus Christ is returning for his church, for his people. He has a sword in his hand upon his return, right? Like scripture gives us this imagery of not this soft, gentle Jesus returning. Like the imagery is that he's riding his horse with the flaming sword of vengeance in his hand to execute justice upon those that oppose him. Like, man, these are like heavy words that we're talking about. But we are told actually that we ought to be comforted by his return. That there are going to be plenty of people in this world that are frightened or scared or will be dismayed of his return and at his coming. There's this verse in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It says this in verse 16. It says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we will always be with the Lord. Verse number 18 says, Therefore, because of this, comfort one another with these words. Now, when you begin to read scripture, and this is something that has become very, very popular in the last couple of years, and it is the reading of of what we would understand to be prophetic scripture. And the the issue there is that while that is uh, something that has become very popular, it has not necessarily, in what I have seen, it has not necessarily produced a lot of lasting changes. Here's what I mean, is that one of the things that people often look for when we think about the Lord's return and prophecy as it relates to that is the signs that we will see and the awareness that we think that we need to have and how we have to be able to spot these signs at his return. Now, scripture helps us out here and it tells us that, you know what, we don't need to be ignorant about this. Even the disciples begin to ask questions. And Matthew 24 is a really beautiful chapter, although it's kind of a little scary too. But <laughs> like, don't read it before you tuck your kids in at bed, you know, at night and say, well, good night, kids, <laughs> you know. But but in, in reality, it, these these things should not scare us. They shouldn't concern or confuse us. So like Matthew 24 points out some of these signs. He says, look, there are going to be some things that are coming that I want you to be aware of. Many are going to come and and say, I am the Christ or I'm your salvation. I'm your savior. And many are going to be deceived. We're seeing, we're definitely seeing that now, right? In our world today, that, that people are latching on to either other people or uh, institutions, um, maybe even religious institutions or even the government 
to be their savior. Okay. And it's not just, it's not just um, non-believers. There are Christians. This, this podcast is all about the kingdoms here. It's in you. And there are Christian believers who have latched so firmly onto institutions and people to save them that they are literally taking these people and objects and putting them in the place of Jesus Christ in their own lives. Now, I, I know that probably sits a little bit heavy. And it's not just them. Obviously, there are multitudes who trust in institutions, who trust in the government, who trust in politicians and leaders to save them. But can I just tell you that nobody, aside from Jesus Christ, there is no Savior. Nothing else on this world, no institution will save you. No uh, political party or politician or governmental leader or king or queen will save you. Only Jesus Christ. Beside him, says in Isaiah, that there is no savior beside him. Only him. But there are many, in Matthew 24 tells us this, Jesus is speaking. He says, there are many that are going to come and say, I'm the Christ. And they will deceive many. He says, you'll hear of wars, rumors of wars, um, nation rising up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famine, pestilence, earthquakes in various places, being people being delivered up to tribulation and being betrayed and hatred toward one another, false prophets rising up and deceiving many, lawlessness abounding and the love of many growing cold. But the direction that we're given here in just this beginning of this chapter is this. Take heed, pay attention, that no one deceives you. It goes on to say in verse number six, see that you are not troubled. And echoing those words that we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter four, comfort one another with these words. One of the things that we have to, I think, as believers, understand and, and know is that Jesus Christ, our King, is coming back. And He has not appointed us to be watchers and guardians of the signs, right? Like, I think that's one of the most... This is maybe just a little bit personal, but it's a personal podcast, so it's like... I hope it's helpful, but I don't, I don't really know. And if it's not, I kind of don't really care. <laughs> That's probably not nice. No, but um, th this notion is we, we are so sometimes so fixated on signs and being watchers and guardians of the signs because we want to be expert. We want to be able to stand up and say what's right. And the, the issue there is that as the kingdom is coming and as he is returning, we are not meant to be watchers of signs. Our appetite is not for our own self-rightness, or another term for that would be our own self-righteousness. 
we need to be careful that we don't get wrapped up in sign seeking and becoming the arbiters of prophecy in order to claim that our own faith is right. I think we ought to just be so careful with that because what we are doing ourselves is we are seeking signs to keep us satisfied when actually the only thing that should satisfy us and save us is our relationship with Jesus Christ. When he returns, we're not going to be able to, it's not going to matter if you stand up and you say, well, Lord, I knew all these signs and I like, what? No, you didn't. First of all, (laughs) right. But secondly, like, so what? So what if you know? So what if you like, so what if your broken clock is right twice a day? Who cares about any of that? The only thing that really matters at the end of the day is, is your soul ready to be with him for eternity? With this vapor of your life, are you ready? We talk about the signs of the coming kingdom and that when Jesus Christ returns, there are all these signs that are going to be um, taking place. And, and, and that's fine. We can probably spend time talking about that. And that's interesting. It's intriguing. It is biblical. So I'm not going to say that we shouldn't search those things out. But what have we become or what can we become so preoccupied with? Because my concern is not so much with the things that, first of all, I can't control. I can't, we can't control those signs, whether they're coming or going or the timing of any of them. Just, it's just more of an awareness. Okay. So we can't control that, but what we can control are the signs of the kingdom in our own lives. And I feel like that is really what deserves more of our attention and more of our, we should have more of an appetite to and a desire to see those signs coming to uh, fruition in our own lives rather than what we seek in this world. I use the word fruition on purpose intentionally there because the question is this, while we can be expert at the many things that are going on in this world, is... Is there evidence of the kingdom of God in your life? Or let me put it like this. While we can be expert at the, um, the notion and the themes and the signs about his return in the coming kingdom, is it clear and has it been evidenced that the kingdom has come in your life personally? In Galatians chapter 5, it, it speaks of the fruits of the Spirit. And verse 22 says this, For the fruit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against all of these things, there is no law. I'm not sure what you think that last phrase means, against such there is no law. But here's what it means to me. Here's how I perceive that anyway. Is that against these things, 
the the necessity of the fruit of the spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law or there's no reason that those things shouldn't be evident in our lives. Let me give you an example of what I mean. And this is just one example. But let's let's talk about maybe peace. Right? You can insert any of these fruits of the spirit. But let's just talk about peace for a second. Peace as a fruit fruitfulness in your life. Right? So if you're saying if I'm saying we're talking about peace and the fruit of the spirit is this peace. The question I would throw to you is, do you have peace in your life? And, and there are a lot of people I talk to, a lot of Christians, a lot of apostolics that I talk to that will say, you know, I don't really have peace in my life. Then why would we care about the things that we can't control in this world and the signs that we would maybe try to follow, why wouldn't we want the fruitfulness of his kingdom in our lives personally and individually before we worry about all that other stuff? Because there is nothing against such there is no law. There's no power or force or greater law that can override the fruit of the Spirit in your life. There's nothing out there that's saying, well, I have the Holy Spirit in my life. His kingdom has come to me. But because this circumstance is taking place, I'm exempt and I'm precluded from having peace in my life. That's the power of the Holy Ghost to dispel that entire notion that you can have peace in your life. And as a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, you ought to have peace in your life. With the kingdom come inside of you, you should have peace in your life. That's the fruit of having the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is all these things, love and joy peace or patience or you struggle with kindness and being kind to people that is a fruit of the spirit it is kindness towards other or just being good being a good person you know having goodness coming from you or faithfulness and consistency gentleness or self-control how many people can i get an amen self-control man you see that you see that bag of Doritos or that box of chocolate or you or you see um, the 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 YouTube suggestions that are pulling up in your in your uh, on, on your phone or whatever it may be like self-control self-control that is a fruit of the spirit and instead of looking for the signs of his his coming and seeking out those signs, Maybe I would just encourage us to take a minute and maybe a little more in a minute, actually, and to look for the signs of his kingdom come on earth in this earthen vessel. That really is what we need in our lives. Before I begin to think and consider what needs to take place 
out in this world and what leaders are who and what nation is what, maybe as believers, we take a step back and we say, you know what? His thoughts are above my thoughts. His ways are above my ways. As far as the heavens are above the earth are his thoughts, his ways, his methods. All of that's above me. It's too wonderful for me. It's too big for me. I can't handle it. But what I can do is I can look here in my heart, in my life, and say, you know what? Despite all of these other things that are going on, I need the fruit of the Spirit in my life. I'm going to list these off one more time. And if you're listening, if there's something that resonates with you that say, you know what? I I don't really have that. I don't, I, I go throughout my daily life and, and I don't have that in, as a fruit of God's Spirit dwelling within me. I don't have that. Then that's what you need. And before you worry about any of those other things, any of those exterior things, the comfort that I want to give and the, the thing that I'm hopeful is helpful is this fruit of the Spirit. So I'm going to list these off. And if there's something that resonates with you, it's not me, right? It's not something that I'm just saying. This is the Word of God. And it's His Spirit knocking on your door. And He's saying, I just want to come in and give you this because you need it. You can't get it from anywhere else. You can only get it from God. It's only evidenced by the fruit of the Spirit, of the the fruition of the kingdom coming in your life. So I'm going to read these off. And if you if something resonates, um, this is something I would just encourage you to take some time and, and really seek God and pray and say, Lord, that's what I need in my life more than anything right now. More than anything in this very trying and troubling season, that's what I need in my life. But the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against all of these things, there's no law that can override or contradict them. So as the Lord taught his disciples to pray, and as that prayer concluded, I would just encourage you to pray this. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth, in this earth, in this earthen vessel, in this heart of mine. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Kingdom is Here podcast hosted by Nathan Kirk. 
We appreciate the time you took to listen and are looking forward to being with you again next week. Remember your allegiance to the King and His Kingdom. And as always, we hope this was helpful.